sticky baseballs? Maybe nothing new in the majors. MLB is planning to suspend pitchers for 10 games, though, if they're caught. Tampa Bay Rays ace Tyler Glasnow says his foreign substance of choice is a combo of sunscreen and rosin. I have used sticky stuff before. It's ridiculous that, like, it seems like this whole public perception of, like, oh, it's just, like, select few people. Like, your favorite pitcher probably 50 years ago was using something, too. He says he went cold turkey, as he put it, using nothing for a better grip in a recent start and blames that for an elbow injury that has him sidelined. He says it's insane for baseball to do this mid-season. What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. All right, well, it's the first good day of the week. Happy Wednesday, as so many in the South say. Honestly, the people that say, and people in this building say it regularly, the quarterback of this radio station says it regularly, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's it's one of the mind-blowing things of my life that I'll never understand. How did cultural upbringing transition you into calling Wednesday, Wednesday? <laughs> how does that happen? How does, how does that happen? I, I get the bumpkins of the world in rural Alabama 50 miles to the west of Montgomery saying today's Wednesday. Like, I get that. But how do you live in a, st- in, in a city that's somewhat progressive and, you know, got it going on for the most part? Chattanooga or Nashville or Knoxville or Atlanta or anywhere in, a, in, a, in an industrialized southern city, does, this, does the pronunciation of the day Wednesday turn into Wednesday? I'll never get it. Sorry. I'll stop there. I know I've just alienated half of the audience. Snooger Radio 92.7. The somewhat for-profit venture, joint venture, known as the Stone on Air Radio Show, later disguised as a podcast that you can find at stoneonair.com. I have gotten better at uh, making sure and get those pulled up uh, just about an hour after the show is done live. So if you listen live, I, I wouldn't expect you to go download it. Why would you do that? I mean, I don't, I, I'd like to think it's the greatest radio show you've ever heard and you can't wait to hear it again. My guess is that's not the case. Uh, but so if you do miss the show, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays between 10 and 11, you can pull it up uh, from Google Podcasts and whatever the other links are at stoneonair.com. Uh, the commercials are pulled out, it's about 42 minutes. You know, you blink your eyes, the show will be over. So if that's uh, if that's the, the, the direction you want to go, then uh, th- thank you very much, and uh, there you go. So one thing I'm going to do here real quick, first of all, partially because I'm dying of thirst. 
All right, so we were talking about this in the um, in the in the last hour of Fred the show, and it just so happened to come up that uh, Jeff was talking about he never he never drinks water, like he almost never drinks water, which I find to be strange uh, from a guy that spends a lot of time outdoors. You would think staying hydrated would be very important. I mean, he drinks lots of Coca Colas or other things that have water in them, but that's not the same as drinking a lot of water. I don't know why it came up. You know, Jeff, you know, why does he do anything? Why does he talk about anything? Yeah, and I just, it's just strange. I thought it was strange, too. And I, and I was thinking because I am out of, I'm a, a just, a, it's a placebo effect. I'm completely out of all carbonated sparkling waters. I have like three or four at my day job, but I have none at home. And I woke up today, and so I'm, I'm kind of out of it a little bit because I haven't had my coffee, quote, unquote. I haven't had my, my, my. The part of the ritual. The, the yeah, world. the daily routine Except I bought this can. I don't even remember where I got it. It's called Liquid Death. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. I was like, what the hell is this? Sparkling water, murder your thirst. I just I just couldn't help it. I was just like, got to get this. So I just set it on the counter. And so today I thought, all right, if I can make it a couple hours, I'll just drink some tap water, which I agree with Jeff. He mentioned it's just so boring. Tap water is so, it's so boring unless you just cut the grass or something or you you did something where you're just dying for some for some thirst quenching but if you're just thirsty and you want to drink of something some regular water is pretty damn boring i get it i still like it still drink plenty of it but carbonated water has changed my life and so i figured i would uh i know the consultants which we don't have any but thankfully would say trying water on the air is probably a bad idea for like actual content but we're doing it. But we're going to do it, damn it. I don't care what the consultants say. <laughs> so here's liquid death. I don't know if it's got any flavor or not. <sighs> Carbonated water, just like all of them. Fantastic. There you go. Fantastic. I've literally been sitting here for two hours like, I need some water. <laughs> I'm going to wait till I get on the air. How stupid am I? Uh, he's Keon. I'm Brian. We'll hear, we're here with you for the uh, rest of this hour. Then Keon will take over for the final hour of the morning um what am i going to do today let's take a look at it real quick i've got you the worst idea the can't be real thing idea and then the coolest thing threw these together very quick last night um i at the day job i uh the the reason i have my job is because when the guy well it's difficult to explain and i don't want to bore you but the company covers two-thirds of the state of Tennessee. It's a beer delivery distri- distribution company. And um, all the invoices have to be reconciled every day, have to be uh, processed every day. Well, I take care of Chattanooga. The guy in Knoxville takes care of the rest of the state. Well, when he's out, I have to take care of Chattanooga and the rest of the state. It sucks. It is time-consuming, and it is, it's close to stressful. It's not that difficult, but it's close to stressful. And it eats up all my free time. So I don't have a lot of free time this week. So there's going to be a lot of fluffing around. Uh, So if you're thinking, why is Brian not trying? Well, I am trying, but I don't have a lot of extra time to put things together. I didn't get home to about 9 o'clock last night. Then wanted to, you know, dinner, something I kind of wanted to do. And then around 11 o'clock, I'm fumbling around trying to figure out um, about what to do with today. But I did run into something that would probably be tomorrow's worst idea, the concept of work. And how we've become so conditioned to the norm that it seems wrong. That's a 24-hour tease. (laughs) 
Yeah, and the consultants would say, not a good idea. Probably do a little bit of that tomorrow. Um, next week, I'm going to give you a full hour of five years since I was fired from what I once upon a time thought was my dream job. And it's the other station on the other side of town, on the other side of the river that nobody listens to anymore. And I think five years is a good commemorative time to go backwards and remind everybody how big of cowards that these people are. And many of them are still there. I don't hate all of them. I hate most of them. Jeff comes from that world as well. I'll get a little specific. I'm actually looking forward to this. This is a little exciting. So you're not going to be vague booking us? I won't be vague booking. I will not be vague booking you on this one. I might not go specific name. I don't know. I'm not really sure because that's that's kind of um, it's territory in the radio world. You don't do. You yeah, don't, it's kind of bad form a little bit to it, like specifically I, call out individual people or acknowledge your quote unquote competition or discuss the market in any way. I I I I, I struggled that with that when I was younger, and I never completely agreed with it, and I totally don't agree with it now because I th- I think it should be. I mean, let's just be honest. And this industry is just not what it once was. Discussing the 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 competition to a certain degree, especially when they're spineless, I think it's some damn good conversations, some damn good listening. Yeah, and I think uh, people on the street talk about it. So and so, you and might as well. This idea of saying, "Oh my God, don't don't do that." No, shut up, shut up. This is a whatever's airing on that other station for the next two hours at the end from 10 until 12 noon every day, Monday through Friday, whatever's going on over there, this is better. Go ahead and go sample it. That's fine. We'll be here when you get back because you will be back because it sucks. It's not good. It's not prepared. It's not done by professionals. And it's gotten worse over the last five years when it was on a trajectory to be some of the best radio this city's ever seen because of some of the most the best professionals this city's ever seen. And it's just gone backwards in five years. I got, now I'm giving you a week tease. I've given you a 24-hour tease. Now I've given you a seven-and-a-half-day tease. We'll do that next week. Let's jump into the audio I have for you here real quick. Uh, today's worst idea is where we'll start. Uh, this is a little bit what I was talking about the other day with Alabama and the crumbling infrastructure in their highways. This is a, a woman on TikTok who's just got her phone and she's showing what her roads look like. You know what it looks like when chunks of asphalt are on the side of the road because the you know your, your little side road's falling apart. So when she says, look at this, that's what she's showing you and talking about how the rest of the, the, the GOP-dominated uh, state and what they do and don't do with their daily uh, legislative lives while their roads are falling apart. This is today's worst idea. Come with me on a little walk. I'm going to show you something. This is the road in front of my house. This is asphalt. I live in Missouri under a GOP supermajority. So while they are in Jefferson City nullifying gun laws, defunding schools, our roads are crumbling. They like to fight culture wars. They like to ban curriculum. When this is in my yard, this is what's wrong with state government. Fix my roads. Fund my schools. Make sure everyone has health care. Why is this so hard? Oh, we can't make sure everybody's got health care. Can't do that. Can't fix roads. We got to have bathroom Bill Lee signing legislation every day that nobody cares about or effectively 
nobody cares about. Got to move quick here. This is today's can't be real thing. What is this? Oh, a lot of times when I hear these, I do the math to make sure that they're they're accurate. I didn't on this one, but every other time that I've done the math, it was correct. This is a can't be real thing. What is a fact or statistic that seems fake but is real? If you were a colonizer who came over aboard one of Christopher Columbus's ships in 1492 and you arrived in the Americas and upon arrival you started earning $5,000 per day and somehow you were immortal and you were still alive and still earning $5,000 per day today and you never spent one penny of any of that money that you've accumulated... It would take Jeff Bezos less than two weeks to earn the same amount. I don't know if that's true, but I'm telling you, all the other outlandish things I've seen on Twitter and TikTok that talk about money and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars, they all added up. And the uh, the absurd nature of what you heard was actually true. I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess that that probably is true, even though I'll call it the can't be real thing. Of the day of the day. This is New Radio 92.7. And the final one for this segment. This is today's coolest thing. Cool. <laughs> it's time for today's coolest thing. Okay. Brought to you by Seaborne Commercial Refrigeration. Quick at keeping it cool. Say cool. So cool. So cool. He's been the coolest thing before. He'll be the coolest thing again today. His name is Max Frost on TikTok. He does kind of like musical impressions of bands or artists doing cover songs of other recognizable songs. Today's is The Killers doing Garth Brooks. Seaborn Commercial Refrigeration brings you today and every day's coolest thing. The Killers cover Garth Brooks. Let's get it. This is as straightforward as it gets. A little bit of synth. A little bit of bass, some guitar, some good old drums. Then, of course, sing like a drunken British guy who's actually from Las Vegas. And low places. Put all that together, and it totally slaps. Well, I got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. I'll be okay. Good. If you don't know who the killers are, it doesn't mean much to you. Sound like a drunken Englishman when you're actually from Las Vegas. So it is kind of the perfect uh, the, the perfect mix there. Max Frost is his name if you need him on TikTok. That's just what he does. And uh, also a commercial recording artist as well. This is Nuga Radio 92.7. The Stone on Air radio show and podcast. Coming up next, I'm going to talk about these lumber prices are finally going down. Um, and, and just the craziness of pricing and what is and isn't available and what is and isn't uh, possible to get. I don't believe in a lot of this stuff. Like I, I, I feel like we're being fed a line of, of a mess, and I'll spend some time on that. Coming up next, this is The Killers on the way out. Stone on Air Radio Show on Nuga Radio 92.7.
The global lumber shortage has already added nearly $36,000 to the price of an average single-family home. As new construction to combat the U.S. housing shortage increases, real estate prices are likely going to continue to surge even if lumber production ramps up through 2023. New wood shipments fell by 50 million board feet as the lumber shortage met a transportation shortage. This has led to an increase of 67% in lumber prices just in 2021, which totals to an increase of 300 40% from a year ago. Lumber and many other industries had to cut supply due to the pandemic, even as demand rose. The NAHB is working with Congress to address lumber mill capacity, mill worker shortages, and tariffs on Canadian lumber to help ease price volatility. However, more logging will be up against calls for greater sustainability. Very few people have gonna heard, heard of this song. The band is called Belly. And be there when I feed the tree. I can guess one person listening to this right now knows this song. Hey Nathan, if you're out there, you probably remember this song. Most everybody else doesn't. It was an MTV buzz cut, which were the New songs of the month of the time period in the mid early to mid 90s. And they never had another song anybody ever heard of. But I was like, all right, we're talking lumber, we're talking pricing, feed the tree. Let's do it. Snooger Radio 92.7. My name is Brian Keon in here with me as well, getting back into the grind of a regular work week with uh, a very, 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 very busy week. And uh, I'm fine with that. I like to be busy. I do, especially after a week of not being well. I was very busy, but uh, vacation week, so I'm 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 down to be back into the grind. Uh, so a couple different directions I wanted to go here on on this one. Um, in the final segment of the show, I am going to go back to just kind of my overall thoughts on uh, on New Orleans because I didn't really I didn't save it enough time at the end of Monday's show. If you missed Monday's show, you can download it at stoneonair.com. We're here on the flagship 92.7 from 10 until 11, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays. But you can download the show anytime you want. Now, I want you to listen to the radio. I want you to give us credit for listening to the radio. But I don't really care if you don't because you can go download it whenever you want. So whatever works for you. Um, But my trip, I talked mostly about Alabama and left like three minutes to talk about New Orleans. So I want to jump back into that. Uh, for the final 10 minutes of the show. But for this segment, this idea, this this conversation of lumber, lumber prices being so freaking high. And it's and and overall inflation conversation is something I have uh, I have trouble with. I I don't really understand what it means. I mean, I know what it I know what it means from a, just a generalized concept. But I, I don't really know what it means in real life. Because we are playing with monopoly money in America. I, the entire globe, I would say. But certainly here in America, it's umpteen billion and countable jillion. Right? Like, these aren't the, these numbers we hear on all these things. They're not real. Hey, they're just, Whole Foods just sold for $400 billion. Yeah, the four, there's no such thing as $400 billion. There's just not. There's value 
you know, there's analysis, right? There's like that. Those are all real. There's value that you can put a number on, but you can't give me $400 billion. It doesn't exist. You don't have it. Nobody has it. So, so I get confused with inflation. I get, I get confused even really with the national debt. Like, you know, I've, I've played a, a, an audio piece, like this isn't getting paid back. And first of all, who do we owe it to? I know it's bonds and it's, you know, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm asking rhetorically here. I'm not asking for actual answers because even if you gave me an answer, I still wouldn't completely understand it. That's the problem here. But so I see, I see lumber of all things being through the roof. And I, I just, I don't believe it. I know that it's true because the numbers show that it's true. But there's not a lumber shortage. There's not, there's not a shortage of trees that can be turned into two-by-fours. We've created the shortage. America, we solve problems. We're the best in the world at solving problems. We're also the best in the world at creating problems. And sometimes it seems to me, I don't know, dummy over here on the radio... It seems to me occasionally we create problems just so we can solve them. Maybe that's not true. I think it kind of is. But what got me thinking about this was I saw this headline from uh, Wall Street Journal, which, you know, if anybody, if you ever wonder where does Brian go to get his main news sources, his headlines, it is the Wall Street Journal. It's the only online news source that I that I pay for. I think it's 19 bucks a month. I did it on the trial thing for like five bucks for six months. And then they charge you after that. And I like the coverage so much. I continue to pay it. So most everything I ever read to you or headlines that I find to create discussion points and thought starters come from the wall street journal, not the New York times, not the Washington post, not the LA times and, and the Chattanooga times free press. So this the TFP and the, and the wall street journal lumber prices are falling fast turning hoarders into sellers. It says lumber prices are falling back to earth. Gives a bunch of numbers here. You know, uh, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I could bore you with all this, but I won't. Just a, just one little he- uh, highlight I made. The rapid decline suggests a bubble that has burst, and the question now is how low lumber prices will fall. Even after tumbling, lumber futures remain nearly three times what is typical for this time of year. And about... Two months ago, I I have countless things I need to do at my house that need to be repaired, and I mean I mean it's 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 getting close to like pathetically bad of the things that I have just ignored. Part of it is I don't have any damn money. Right? If you don't have any money, you can't can't do anything. But I did start to save some money because my my main hangout outside in the in the backyard area deck is. You have to like, like you're jumping hopscotch to not hit the rotting parts of the wood that's falling through. So I got a hold of a buddy of mine, local guy, uh, Chris Gerke. Gerke Built is the name of uh, of his company, and I've known him for 25 years and uh, love him to death. And I thought, well, I'll get with him. If anybody's going to give me a good deal, it will be him. And I had him come out at the height of lumber prices. I didn't know this. 
I didn't hear anything. If I saw it, I didn't care. I didn't pay attention to it. And the work's starting this week. Uh, They tore out the old one. They're bringing in. They're putting in a new one, I I think, by the end of the week. And because lumber was so damn high, and I am not a fan of maintenance, maintenance is the bane of my existence, I'm doing a composite deck. So like the fake wood. That does have a shelf life, but you don't have to stain it. You don't have to pressure wash it. You don't have to do anything, but it costs considerably more. But lumber prices were so freaking high, the difference was a couple hundred bucks. Quite literally. Something that would cost normally, you know, in old time's sake, year and a half, two years ago, something that would cost maybe $1,500 more costs like $300 more. Okay, well, I'm not going to have you put some wood down to go rot for the next 10 years when all I got to do is pay a little bit more to get the, you know, to get the fake stuff, to get the composite. Plus, it looks better. I think it looks better. I think it looks great. And so I'm, I'm excited to get the, the new deck put in, but I had no idea. No clue. And it, but it's still, even at that time and to now, why? Why is this happening? Why, why are these, is, is this just pure inflation? Is this supply demand? Is this coming out of the pandemic? People are just caught off guard. I think it might be a little bit of all those things. But we don't have a shortage of lumber. We don't have, and you hear this too, and this is, it goes hand in hand a little bit with what I'm talking about. Shortage on housing. There's no shortage on housing. I hear there's, there's used car prices are up because there's a quote unquote shortage of used cars. I, I'm really beginning to think, I'm beginning to hate my favorite thing in the world, the media. It's just, it's just make stuff up every day. It's the only thing, one of the few things I'll give Don Trump credit for. The guy kind of is right. A lot of this stuff is just made up. There's a shortage on used cars. You're telling me there's not used car lots all over the city that are just loaded with cars. I, I'm telling you that, they're, that that's not true. Now, they've raised the prices exponentially. That doesn't mean there's a shortage on used cars. That's a shortage on people who have the, the amount of money to buy those cars. So then that makes me wonder again, too, with inflation. The last time we had a major inflation problem was the late 1970s. I wasn't born yet. That doesn't mean I shouldn't understand it, but, you know, I didn't live through it. If you want to charge $5 for a, you know, a bottle of a can of coca-cola go ahead but i'm gonna tell you what you're gonna go out of business that's not inflation that's just prices that's just price gouging if you want to jack up the prices of lumber so you can artificially jack up the, the the housing market and the pricing of new homes that's not inflation that's just price gouging if you want to say that my home is now worth this much more that was built in 1955 based on the price of a 2 by 4 today, that's not inflation. That's price manipulation and price gouging. I think those are two completely different things. They might work together in concert, but they're two different things. So it's kind of like we're creating, we're creating problems to solve. I mean, if I got a pencil sitting right there and you say, that pencil's broken half. No, it's not. I'm staring at it. It's not broken. 
picks it up, snaps it in half, sets it back down. It's broken. Well, yeah, because you broke it. <laughs> you manipulated the, the situation. Before it wasn't broken, now it is. There wasn't a the, the problem you created. So I, I just I get I get I get lost in a lot of this. But I hear housing shortage. And every day in the business section of the TFP or the Wall Street Journal or wherever I'm looking, there's booms in, in housing uh, 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 construction and apartments and condos and townhomes all across the country. Certainly here in many areas of Chattanooga, especially in the East Brainerd and Udawa area. Where, where's the shortage of housing? Oh, it's about, you know, the, the market's just drying up out there. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're pricing out the market. You're pricing the market out. You're burying people who are renting, renting rental prices that are an all-time high. I don't know if this is some kind of conspiracy to try to get people to take out loans they can't afford to, to boost the the mortgage companies. I, I, I don't know where it starts and ends and begins, but I do believe we create the problems. So then I don't know if it's so we can pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, hey, look, we fixed the problem. Well, there wasn't a problem until you started it, dude. The pencil wasn't broken until you broke it right in front of me and set it down and then told me about it. So there's no shortage of housing. There's no shortage of gas. There's no shortage of cars. There's price gouging and I believe somewhat of an artificial manipulation of, of inflation. And there's always going to be inflation. The dollar changes its value all the time. But I'm telling you, if if you 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 want to charge ten bucks for something that should cost two dollars, that's your problem, not mine. Because I'm not going to buy your ten dollar item for that should cost two dollars. I just won't buy it anymore. And then you'll go out of business. So inflation is real. Inflation is an issue. And if lumber costs what it costs, I can't, you know, I can't tell you you're wrong about that. But for the reasons why it got to that, I can question all day long. And I do believe the media turns these headlines into clickbait, click porn. Oh, my God. Lumber's through the roof. Can't get lumber. We're out of lumber. Oh, is that right? We're out of trees. We don't have any trees anymore, huh? I don't know. I'm just a simple caveman lawyer over here. I don't I, These things confuse me. I'm Brian. Keon's here with me as well. We'll do it for a few more minutes. On Nougat Radio 92.7, the flagship of the Stone on Air Radio Show and Podcast, Belly and Feed the Trees on the way out. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. While the 1920s is considered the jazz age in America, in New Orleans, that age dawned in the late 1800s. While the Roaring Twenties were in full swing, New Orleans roared back, ignoring prohibition and welcoming travelers. The cuisine in New Orleans and Louisiana as a whole has subtle differences, but those differences are institutional in what makes the Creoles and Cajuns their separate entities. It's always a party down here on Bourbon Street. It's a must in the day or nighttime to get drunk and have a good time. It's a madhouse 24-7, 365. But if you want to go off the beaten path a little bit to get the more low-key vibe with music, Frenchman Street, which is farther down on the French Quarter, is the way to go. A street where you can see artists putting on a great act with jazz and modern tunes. 
Snooker Radio 92.7, the flagship of Stone on Air Radio and Podcast. From when I was throwing things together, when I was looking for tree songs, I forgot about this one. This is probably my least favorite Pearl Jam song ever. If I had to put five of my least favorite Pearl Jam songs, this is one of them. It's called In My Tree. And for lack of any more imagination, I said, let's go with it. I played that little bit that I found uh, on YouTube, specifically about New Orleans, because Frenchman Street, which he had, whoever this narrator was, says if you want to go less mainstream, like Bourbon Street, and a little bit more, I, I don't remember how he worded it exactly, but a touch authentic, maybe, to the city, and a, a little less touristy, Frenchman Street is where you should go. And then I realized as I, as I was watching that little, you know, five minute you know, New Orleans kind of look YouTube channel, I was like, that's where we were. The final night of, uh, of, uh, of being in uh, New Orleans this past weekend was Frenchman Street. So I thought that was cool. I didn't realize that at the time they might've told me, I don't know, it was a whirlwind of a, of a two day trip to a, uh, a very cool place that I didn't give it enough time on Monday. I'll come back to that here in, um, in in just a minute. First of all, I just want to make sure to let you know because I value them more than you'll ever understand. The uh, the Hemp House are uh, uh, loyal, loyal sponsors of this show and this radio station and just fantastic people all the way around. And if you've got CBD needs, they've got it for you. And they've got three locations. They're covering the entire city no matter where you are. In this city, you're no further than about 15, 20 minutes away from one of their stores. You're probably closer, but you're no further than that. They've got Tremont Street downtown, Ringgold Road, right down the road from where I'm standing right now, and uh, down in uh, uh, or over in Ottawa by the Food City. So no matter where you are, if you can hear this signal on 92.7, you're close to a Hemp House location. Now, if you're one of the hundreds of thousands that listens throughout the southeast you believe that anyway if you're one of those i can't help you as well if you're off in nashville uh listening to the podcast but when you're in chattanooga there is nowhere else to go to get the expert knowledge that you need and uh and and the high quality products that they farm themselves hemp house is where you need to go hemp house chat with two t's.com and uh, you can go from there uh, what else before I go back into this? I guess that's just about it. I'll save whatever else I have for, uh, for tomorrow. I, I do want to look at the differences in, in Mississippi and Alabama at some time. Cause I found some cool things on YouTube that had some good audio that, uh, that I'll probably do maybe, maybe next week. I don't know. It doesn't matter when, but I was in Alabama, Mississippi, and New Orleans over this past weekend. If you're listening all the time, which I'd like to think you are, you already know this, but just in case you're just stumbling on to 92.7 a day, that's where I was last week. And I, I'm, I'm telling you what, I don't know that I'm ever going to go to the beach again, the Panhandle Beach again. I might go for a day and stop in, but the beach trip I took to the Gulf, to Gulf Shores, Alabama, ruined a long week of amazing, culturally important vacationing. The beach sucks. The more I've thought about this. When I talked to you on Monday, I'd just been back for like barely 24 hours. 
I didn't even really have time to think about it. So I did. I, I talked mostly about Alabama and Montgomery, and that was one of the more interesting parts of my week. I should have gone straight from Montgomery, and I should have stopped in Mobile and taken in Mobile, and then I should have headed to New Orleans and spent five days there. Instead, I wasted four or five days at a crappy condo. It wasn't crappy at all. It was nice. At a dumb com- condo, beachfront, sitting on a porch, drinking, cutting up, watching a little sports. What the hell was I doing? What? I mean, I, it was a family vacation, you know. I want to be the family guy who plays along. It ruined what could have been a much more enlightening week. And I don't, and I, I don't mean it ruined it. It's not like I didn't have a good time because it did. But I didn't have enough time to soak up New Orleans. That place is amazing. And I went back. I've been looking at pictures over the last couple of days, trying to remember where all I was because it was, I was on the move. Boom, boom, boom. I've done this a lot. I, mean, I go to D.C. I'm there for two days. I go to Denver. I'm there for two days. Hell, I've gone to San Diego well, a couple of times in my life because that's where I was originally born. But I'm there for a couple of days. You know, you really got to move fast to be able to experience these really cool areas of the country. But you miss so much because you're moving so fast. And I couldn't. I, I, so the last day and a half, and I, especially once I get done with Monday and, and, and Gary and Tide are here with you on Tuesday. So it's like Tuesday is kind of like my favorite day because I don't have to do anything. And so I really got to sit around and think. And I was like, man. You know, I, I, I joke with some of my especially Falcons fans, friends, so they hate the Saints. And so they hate everything about New Orleans. Just like scummy New Orleans, trash, homeless, garbage. And I played along with them and, you know, uh, uh, as I was down there. And, but I didn't really mean it. I mean, it is gross. But damn it, man! If they don't preserve history like anywhere I've ever been, have you been to New Orleans proper? I've, I've driven through. I, I I want to be able to. It's not go that far from Texas, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I, still a little. It, Texas it was, is huge. But. When I was going to college here, but my family still lived in Texas, I would drive through going back uh, just to just to to see if I could stop. But I I always pass through because I've been on the road forever. But yeah, it's fascinating, and I uh, I just hate that I missed. I missed so much, even though I still did a lot in the two days. I hate that it took me that little stupid YouTube thing to realize that I was on Frenchman Street, which is comparable to to bourbon. It's just you don't have nearly as many dumb, drunk tourists. You have more authentic. Yeah, what's the what's the Nashville equivalent of that? Where if you're just a couple of streets over, you're like you're still getting the Nashville experience, but it's about ten levels lower. You know, because you're you're talking about like Broadway and Second is yeah. where you know, where Tootsie's and all that is. Uh, that's not getting a real feel of Nashville. Uh, you know, I don't really know in yeah. the downtown area of on the other side of the river near the stadium. East Nashville is a place that a tourist doesn't know anything about, but that's not downtown. I'm not real sure what the downtown equivalent would that be, but I know there is a couple turns. I haven't been. I go to Nashville every year multiple times, and I don't touch that area yeah i'm over on the east side i'm bad with street names but i have a friend who lives up there so once he started living up there we started to go to other places that were actually really nice and so and i was with people who are familiar with the town so we went to plenty of places i don't remember any of the names one of the places was called pals pals (laughs) (laughs) it was great it was great but it wasn't a place where if you look at 
the top 10 places to go in New Orleans, pals ain't going to be on that list. Um, and so we did a, a bunch of these places. We moved really fast, ate a ton of crawfish. But one of the things I thought was interesting from that, that rejoin was in the 1920s, New Orleans ignored prohibition. They ignored it. They didn't follow it. They just continued to sell alcohol because that's what New Orleans does. And they just, they just, they make their own rules. And they were late to the American game with the Spanish and the French. Um, and and the, the combination of, of the, the Cajun Americans that all came together to create this community. Um, it's just, and, and, the, and the history is just so preserved. And I, I went, the snow cones. I was driving down the road the other day and I saw a, 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 a billboard here in town that I would never thought of before. I don't remember what company it is. It said New Orleans style snow cones. I've never in a million years heard of New Orleans style snow cones. When I was there, I went with uh, one, of, one of the friends I was with. We stopped at this shack to get a snow cone and then went to this park that had... 500-year-old willow oaks. That's another reason why I went with the tree songs. And ate this limeade snow cone that was the most amazing snow cone I've ever had. Was I a prisoner of the moment a little bit at that time? Probably. But there was the bayou. You know, the, the it's not the ocean. It's just a certain stretches of water. I think it was fresh water. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. It, I think it was. And then there's these thousand-year-old oaks and ancient oak trees with the willow. I mean, amazingly gorgeous. I forgot I even did that until I started looking at my pictures because it was just, okay, we did this. Now we go here. Now we go here. Now we try this drink. Now we try this meal. Had a po' boy and a, and a bowl of black uh, rue gumbo. I've never had gumbo that was black. And I was like, I'm going to eat this, and I'll save the other half of this sandwich for later. Devoured it all. It was amazing. I don't remember the name of that place. So the beach ruined my vacation. I should have been in New Orleans the whole time. The place is a toilet to a certain degree. Smells bad in a lot of places. A lot of poverty. A lot of cultural issues. A lot of things that you know I would like to see done differently. But nobody preserves history like the city of New Orleans. Man. Next time, I'll be there for a week. Forget Gulf Shores. Keon's going to hang out with you for the rest of the morning. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. My name is Brian. Love you. Mean it. See ya.